Monday. It's morning. And due to legal reasons, we are forced to admit that it is Wednesday. Guys, um, listen. Listen. Okay. Me and, me and we, the, we, the, the big Darsh man, we had a wedding. Listen, guys. We had a little bit of a wedding pie, as they say. A little wedding pie. Wedding over the weekend wedding. Uh, Labor Day weekend, no less. Not Labor Day. Uh, <laughs> Memorial Day weekend wedding. It's like the opposite and of Labor Day. It's the start of the summer holiday. Let's just say... We Very thought it was Monday today. We didn't. We didn't realize that Listen, it wasn't Monday. I've been on a bender since. I don't know where I'm going am. on a bender this weekend. Gee-hoo. So, uh, f- so apologies. Um, uh, but so also many. like, sorry, not sorry for living our best lives and literally like knowing and living my truth shouldn't be something that is condemned. Yeah, and to all our Patreonies out there, you got your ip. Your second hey, half of the Casey Anthony story. You got your app if you're a Patreoni, so like. But all you other jabronis that get this shit for free, here it is. If you a free boy. If you're a free uh, freak, if you're a freak for free stuff. <laughs> if you're a freak for free, then get on down to my yard sale where it's not a sale because it's all free. Oh my oh. God. Oh all my right. God, there's a hair curler next to me. Why is it hot? Why is it here? Why is it hot? Why is it here? The scone story. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, our bad. But also, what a fun surprise <laughs> to have it on a Wednesday. Well, Let's hey, see how hey. we can spin this. I bet you all thought we were dead. Yeah, you're probably like, all my friends are dead. Scones and Darsh are my friends. Um, I'm drinking some Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy. Oh, it's that time of year. You got to break out the Shandies. Shandies. Shironies. Yeah, so... This week, guys, it's going to be an, just a banger, you know? I'm going to say it because it's not my week to present, so I'm really going to hype it up. Big time Billy and Banger. If, if Scones doesn't bring a big time William Bang, then we're going to have a, oh, a big old problem. Well, it's funny you <laughs> use those Uh-oh. words, baby. William Bang, bang all over you. Da-da-da-da-da. Not auto-tuned, by the way. <laughs> okay, you probably thought, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's not. We still have two more minutes of nonsense to go. Yeah, though, we got so. nonsense. Yeah, we got a minute and a half of nonsense. What's going on? Phil, do you got anything going on? Phil, you were nuts at that wedding. Phil, you were driving the party bus, and uh, you were not yeah, supposed to have uh, a single drop of alcohol, and that did not stop <laughs> you. Hot party bus, and I drank psychedelic water. Psychedelic? Uh, yes, it's not alcohol, so you're fine. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> I've never seen a law against psych. I've never seen a TV ad about psychedelic water. Uh, it's all the rage on TikTok, dude. I, I follow. Phil, I get what you're saying. Well, thank you for being with times. Hot cars and hot babes. Hey, you said it, Phil. <laughs> Phil's bumper sticker is available in the store that says hot cars and hot babes. Wait, if you want to seem like that. a if you want to seem like a huge douche to everyone else, yes, who finally. <laughs> this summer is the one, dude, where I transition. Scones to is transitioning to big um, douche. Also, if anyone hasn't watched the new season of Stranger Things, it blew my hair back. It was so likey. I'm on season two, episode two. <laughs> well, you should watch all of it because it's all great writing, great storytelling, and spooky. And wow, the, the new season's real scary. Ooh, scary is better than uh, f- 
uh, not scary in my That's opinion. True. There's uh, a lot of, it's pretty gruesome. Oh, greasy moosey and let's the just say hot break potatoes. out the greasy moose and put it through your hair, darling. Put, put your hair. Your hair's gonna get blown back. back. Oh, baby, Sconey, it's five minutes. You know what that means? It means we're ready to talk about our actual topic. Yeah, and actually, people who are probably like looking at their phones or whatever and are like, "It's actually five minutes and like twenty seconds." Well, we're not counting the intro music. I- intro music. So put that in your pipe and, and shove smoker. it up your butt. Whoa, okay. a little butt smoke. Yeah, butt smoke. Tough. Blood. A little tiny Tommy butt smoke, dude. <laughs> tiny Tommy butt smoke had a fetched a pail of water, if you know what I mean. Nah, today we're I'm bringing you the Big Bang like you asked, and we're talking about yes. the unsolved mystery of the 1920 bombing of Wall Street. Oh, we're going to talk about white-collar individuals. Yeah, but first, those Dizzy Daddies got to play us in. Hey, Bone Boys, hit us with them trebles. Thanks, Bone Boys, for hitting us with them trebles. I love when they hit us with those trebles. Bone Boys. (laughs) So I know people are sick of us bringing you articles from All That's Interesting. Instead, I'm bringing you from a website called (laughs) damninteresting.com. God, all that's, or most that's interesting. And before anyone, like, comes at me, because this is, like, some weird website Uh run by some crazy person, I didn't do my research on the background. (laughs) So back off. So chill out. Don't click the reference. So anyway, link. here's a manifest now. Um, <laughs> the articles, Terror on Wall Street, written by Alan Bellows. Yo, Alan's elbows. Darce, what do you know about Alan's elbows or the, Bro, the Wall Street bombing? I said bombing? psychedelic water. It's talking to me. Um, Wait, you, you drank some of Phil's water? <laughs> yeah, so Phil's had, Phil let me have a little sippy. And now oh, he's a giant Venus no. flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you know everyone's like resistance to that isn't as high as yours. Well, tolerance, baby. Not yeah, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of it. I have a huge tolerance and a hot car and a hot babe. Hey, as long as you're tolerant, baby, that's all we want here. Tolerant, hot babes. On the 16th of September, <laughs> 1920. What are we? What are we doing? Well, I was talking to Phil. What are you doing? Oh, sorry, I was talking to a Venus flytrap. Oh, let's see. That's where the. That's the the, That's the, the, the divide there. On the 16th of September, 1920, throngs of brokers, clerks, and office workers poured from the building lining New York oh City's my. Wall Street as a nearby church bell struck 12 o'clock. The narrow cobblestone street became a river of sputtering automobiles and scurrying pedestrians as the financial district employees set out to make bully. the most of their midday break. Yeah, they're all going, bully, 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 buy, sell, yeah. buy, sell, bully. <laughs> Sello. Traveling opposite the aggressing crowds, an elderly bay horse plodded along the Wall Street, pulling a nondescript wagon and a driver. Is that like a like an older cougar? What'd you say? <laughs> I said, is an elderly bay horse like an older version of a cougar? Yeah, it's like a cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, John. Yep. Well... Never mind. Uh, I lost my spot. The cart came to a stop just around the corner from the New York Stock Exchange. 
across the street from the imposing J.P. Morgan and Company bank building. The wagon's driver cast the reins aside, leapt from his perch, and fled from the street with conspicuous haste. <gasps> As the lunch-going men and women shuffled past the parked wooden cart and its patiently waiting horse, a timer within the cargo oh, compartment the quietly counted off die. its final few seconds. Or is the horse sad. behind all of it? Yo, Dump Mr. Up. Ed, more like Mr. Yeah, he's like, stop feeding me peanut butter. And then <laughs> the intersection that was it. of Wall Street. And that's a <laughs> back on our bullshit with the old like 19th, I mean, uh, 20th yeah, century references. references. <laughs> back on our bullshit. The intersection of, <gasps> I got to turn my phone on silent. How unprofessional of me. Oh my God, scones. Phil, reprimand scones. No, Phil, wait, no. Shit. Ugh. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> oh, the scars will last, but so will my memory of this incident and my transgressions. Uh, ay, ay, ay. The intersection of Wall Street and Broad Street was locally known as the Corner, so named for its collection of influential entities. J.P. Morgan at the time was the world's most powerful financial institution, ruling over a significant portion of the global economy. Just the north was the U.S. assay office, where the purity of precious metals was tested many tons at a time. And around the corner stood the home of the New York Stock Exchange. A U.S. sub-treasury and Federal Reserve Bank also stood nearby, housed within the Federal uh, Hall, which had been the site of the United States Capitol building. Scones, around the corner is where the fudge is made, okay? Yeah, and not the, then it's tested <laughs> at this uh, USSA <laughs> office, tested, yeah. and it's real fudge, everybody. <laughs> Turns out it's actually really fudge. The mood was generally cheery on the warm Thursday afternoon. The sun was shining and the stock market was up. A celebration was scheduled to take place on Wall Street the following day to honor the 133rd anniversary of the adoption of the U.S. Constitution. You know, 133rd, it's a big <laughs> fucking big day. Big year. Big year. My 133rd birthday is going to be lit, bro. It was intended to be a small gathering alongside the statue of George Washington, which had been erected at the site of America's first presidential inauguration. Yeah, watch your language, but keep going. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I'm getting water. Ooh. I'm like... Sconey like Four, five pulled a muscle in his lungs. Scones is sucking out some water. So in the meantime, let me tell you about some beautiful jewelry I have for sale tonight on Dar Sells All. At approximately one minute after twelve <laughs> o'clock, the abandoned wagon's timer reaches zero in the pleasant afternoon sun. A bomb consisting of one hundred pounds of dynamite, packed with five hundred pounds of cast iron slugs, violently vomited uh, red hot shrapnel and destruction in every direction. Okay, real quick. Yes. Um, was it dynamite or dynamite? Dynamite. No, it was dynamite. <laughs> okay, this is why we get emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a number of passersby were instantly vaporized by the extreme heat and pressure. The blast sent a nearby automobile careening through the air as countless jagged iron fragments ripped through the crowd. The nearby structures trembled as the shockwave slammed into their outer walls with tremendous force shattering windows and turning lobbies into lacerating hailstorms of glass. Many of the cloth awnings which overlooked the street burst into flames. Within a half-mile radius, thousands of plate glass windows burst in the city's tall buildings, peppering the streets of lower Manhattan with razor-sharp glass shards. I gotta say, this author has a way with descriptives. I like it. I like you that. An Associated Press reporter named George Weston, witnessed the blast from the protection of a doorway and later described the scene. It was an unexpected death-dealing bolt 
which in a twinkling turn, uh, nope, which in a twinkling turned into a shamble, the busiest corner of America's financial center. Almost in front of the steps leading up to the Morgan Bank was the mutilated body of a man. Other bodies, most of them silent and death, lay nearby. As I gazed horror-struck at the sight, one of these forms, half-naked and seared with burns, started to rise. It struggled, then toppled, and fell lifeless to the gutter. One of the stock Jesus. exchange messengers, Charles B. Doherty, described the scene to a reporter for The Sun. I saw the explosion, a column of smoke shoot up in the air, and then saw people dropping all around me, some of them with their clothing afire. So pretty horrifying scene. Yeah, doesn't sound super epic. <laughs> no, and like very, <laughs> I would, yeah, agree no. with you there. Hard agree. Um, <laughs> it's also like, I don't oh, know. Man. It's wild to me to think of this this kind of thing happening that long ago. Yeah. This seems like a modern, like, new story right, terrorist right. attack that yeah, unfortunately like we're, like, too desensitized to at this point in our yeah. lives. Sadly, yes. I agree. It is interesting to, like, think about it happening the exact same... How this is, like, literally, like, like what uh, Kaczynski did. Yes, um, but in 1920. And with, yeah, like, like the, the same, like, weapons or bombs that, like, the Looney Tunes used, but in real life it's horrifying <laughs> and terrible. Yes. Yeah. Um, I still feel bad for the horse. Yeah. No, that horse is uh, probably got vaporized. Or at least the back half of it did. Yeah, maybe it's, like, all uh, it's ready to be a centaur now. But a reverse centaur? <laughs> hey, I don't make the rules. The bustling stock exchange shook as its large windows burst inwards. However, most of the occupants were spared injury due to the massive silk curtains, which deflected much of the glass. Hashtag silk uh, curtains for the win, baby. Hashtag all my curtains are silk. Running was strictly forbidden on the trade floor. So the president of the stock exchange sauntered to the roast room. What a guy. What? Just keep into the rules. <laughs> That's crazy. To sound what an idiot. the gong to halt the day's trading as yellow-green mushroom-shaped clouds stretched into the air. That's so crazy. That he wouldn't break the running that rule? That he's like, I gotta keep my stride. He was probably, how fast do you think that stride was, though? You know he was like, there's some guys watching like, is that a run? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, a bomb a went off and a guy like saunter. starts to run and they hold a gun to his head <laughs> like, no. Running. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understood me. You don't run with the turbo team. You don't. <laughs> Watch. I think you should leave. Please do. Outside, pandemonium quickly set in. Those who heard the blast from the surrounding blocks rushed into the area to see what had happened, trampling over the bodies of the dead and injured. The air was saturated with smoke and dust from the explosion and ensuing fires. The cobblestone streets was scattered with twisted wreckage of cars, buildings, and humans as the echo of the explosion slowly faded. A fatally wounded messenger boy pleaded for someone to deliver his securities, and a clerk, having lost his eye and his feet in the blast, tried to blindly crawl towards safety. A woman's severed head, still wearing a hat, was stuck to the facade of the J.P. Morgan building. Oh, that is... Whew. Eee gruesome stuff no warning at that's some, that's like stranger things season four yeah it is yeah um, it is. 30 people had died in the first few moments and 10 were mortally wounded some 300 other men women and children were injured many staggered towards the trinity church to escape the choking smoke 
Another wave of panic rippled through the crowds as word spread that another bomb was set to go off nearby, but the rumor proved untrue. So that's also very typical of yeah, uh, yeah. stuff that we've lived through. Is like yeah, where it runs like panic, it's... and then there's another bomb rumor. Yep. News of the disaster spread quickly, and within 30 minutes, the street was filled with hundreds of New York City policemen and Red Cross nurses who had rushed to the scene by horse, car, subway, and on foot. The rescue workers cleared the road for ambulances and lined up the multitude of corpses along the sidewalk. Meanwhile, well-armed security office guards... Oh, no, sorry. Meanwhile, well-armed security officers guarded the USA office where $900 million in gold bars was being stored. Within the hour, troops from the 22nd Infantry arrived, marching down Wall Street with rifles and bayonets at the ready. So they got, like, the full fucking response. The squad. Yeah. It's wild also that, like, the streets were just filled with cars, horses, and subways. Like, Yeah, that is funny. There, I was just thinking about that, how it's like, you have so much shit in the road. It must like, be, like, literally because of the horses, but it must be, like, so aggravating to be one of the car drivers. Like, you think cyclists are aggravating? <laughs> yeah, Imagine a horse. You think rush hour is annoying? Wait until you have to wait for a goddamn horse. As a fucking barnyard in the middle of the road. Yeah, you have. There's so much shit, and you're like, you're just peddling vegetables. I have <laughs> to get home. Like, <laughs> little was left of the horse and wagon, which brought the destruction upon Wall Street. Though the Bureau of Investigation agents found enough fragments to piece together many details, the shoe from a charred, disembodied hoof led the police to the farrier who had shod the offending horse. Wow. Why they call him the offending That's... horse? The horse didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. What if they got to the guy and they're like, we need to speak to your horse. Yeah, they <laughs> blame it all yeah. on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, of course. Uh, he's he ran, I haven't seen him in weeks. <laughs> Worn out for his arrest. <laughs> the blacksmith remembered the customer and described him as a Sicilian man of 25 to 30 years old. Additionally, the cast iron shrapnel slugs that had been packed with the explosives were identified as the weights used on window sashes, but the police were unable to determine their exact source despite visiting hundreds of manufacturers and distributors. The NYPD also gathered fragments of wagon wheel spokes, leather straps, chunks of canvas, an axle, and a hubcap from the original wagon, managed to piece together many details with the assistance of veterinarians and wagon builders. So here's thank God for the Wagon Builder and Veterinarian Association of America. So here's the evidence. The horse was a dark bay mare, 15 and three quarter hands, 15 years, about 1,050 pounds, long mane and stubby foretop, clipped a month before, scars on left shoulder and white hairs on its forehead. How, how do we know all this? Uh, I think. The veterinarians put together the horse again, like Humpty Dumpty. Oh, they're like, oh, no. Wait, you think that the horse didn't just, like, disintegrate? Well, I would apparently assume not. the horse just, like, melted. Now, maybe just the back half of the horse, like the what we were talking about with the whole uh, <laughs> reverse centaur deal. Yeah, it got reversed. Okay, uh, sure. I'll, I'll buy it for now. The horse's hind shoes were marked J-H-U and N-O-A, about a half inch apart. Front shoes had pads circle in the center reading Niagara Hoof Pad Company, Bison, Buffalo, New York. The harness was a single-set wagon harness, old and worn and frequently repaired. The wagon was a single-top, capacity one and a half tons, red running gear, black stripe, what, striped black with fine white lines. Uh, 
The body was five feet, six inches high, 53 inches wide, about eight feet from the ground, the top of the wagon. Investigators immediately suspected that the bombing was the work of a Gallianist anarchist. I might be pronouncing that wrong. I don't know my anarchist groups, but a group of mostly <laughs> Italian-born anti-government radicals who had previously used smaller explosives to draw attention to their cause. Mm. Moreover, a pair of Italian-American anarchists have been indicted five days earlier for bank robbery and murder. I didn't know there was like a big Italian anarchy scene in the... Yeah, I was going to say, this, this is a new subculture to me. These suspicions were reinforced by a pile of leaflets found in a mailbox near the blast site, which read, Remember, we will not tolerate any longer. Free the political prisoner, or it will be sure death for all of you, American anarchist fighters. I think it's shitty to do this. <laughs> to be an anarchist? Well... You can be an anarchist if you want. Just don't blow up a goddamn horse and people. Wait, can I be an anarchist if I want? Um, We'll have to talk to your mother. <sighs> you know what? Forget it. I'm already thinking about blowing up horses. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Yeah. You start with disagreeing about things, and then you get to horse TNT. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on that character for a while now, and I'm glad I finally got a chance to bring him out. Who is it? Ah, old Johnny Galliani, the horse anarchist. Um, I'm I'm horse, um, Mr. Anarchy, Mr. Ed the anarchist, Mr. Edderkey. Anyway, the Washington Post. Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say ten out of ten character. Continue. The Washington Post referred to the bombing as an act of war, though no one could be certain who the enemy was. The newspaper oh, also no. wrote, the bomb outrage in New York emphasizes the extent to which the alien scum from the cesspools and sewers of the wow. old world has polluted the clear wow. spring of American <laughs> democracy. So some Holy. strong fucking uh, yeah. xenophobia from the Washington Post back then. Yo. Which Party means like Rocco's in the house. Which tonight. also leads people to be like, "Do you think the Italians actually yeah, did this it, is or helping? is it just <laughs> racism?" Yeah. It might just be racism. It was the twenties; everyone was doing it. Like that's what. Oh uh, boy! The clear spring of American democracy. Nothing was wrong in America in 1920. They really <laughs> ruined it. We mm -hmm. had it all figured out. Yeah, it was uh, the epitome of good times. Basically, utopia. Though the anarchists had not been proven responsible, the U.S. government's ongoing anti-radical Palmer raids were increased in intensity as a consequence of the bombing. Immigrants were aggressively targeted, especially Italians, Russians, and Jews. Thousands of citizens were detained in the name of national security, though most of them clearly had nothing to do with the Wall Street terror plot. Ultimately, the... Oh my gosh, what colorful language. Ultimately, the orgy of misguided justice resulted in the wow. deportation of about 10,000 uh, radicals. That's, That's a crazy. lot of people to deport. Especially yeah, back to is. Europe, which was like literally about to go off in the worst way. Yeah, about to pop the fuck off. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Imagine being suck? like a Jewish immigrant yeah, in like the 1920s and, like, and then so someone what? in the, like... Just bomb New York that you had nothing to do with, and they send you back to like Poland, and They're then like, shit hits the. It fan might have there. been you, so back you go, That's and you're like, "What? 
real terrible stuff. Investigators also became suspicious of a tennis champion named Edward Fisher. Oh. Edmund Fisher had apparently predicted the attack with astonishing accuracy. Fisher had been warning his friends of an impending bomb attack on Wall Street, sending them postcards and joining them to leave the area before the 16th of September. So now we have a tennis champion in the mix. Yeah, that's that's interesting that he was like... (laughs) Do you think as he's signing these letters... And like the day, like it happens and he's just looking out his window as the smoke billows out and he's just like 15 love. And then he like, <laughs> oh blows God, his I hope out. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what's happening in my brain. When interrogated by the police, he claimed to have received the messages through the air. <laughs> <laughs> that's like basically on my computer works, Hell right? Hell yeah. That's how texts work, I think. He also claimed to be a sparring partner for the world heavyweight boxing champion, Jack Dempsey. And he wore two business suits at once over a set of tennis clothes. What is happening with these people in the 1920s? Yeah, what is this character? This guy should be arrested, but not for this. (laughs) (laughs) Investigators decided that Fisher's warnings were not particularly intriguing once they learned that he had made a regular habit of predicting explosive violence on Wall Street. (laughs) What a wild man, Edwin Fisher. Yeah, this guy, this guy, I want to know more about this guy. Can you imagine if, like, Serena Williams (laughs) (laughs) was, like, September 10th, 2001? Yeah. Like, leave New York. (laughs) Everyone would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Uh, insanity. Yeah, apparently had previously provided a wide variety of dates. Officials turned him over to the Amityville Asylum where he was diagnosed as insane but harmless. <laughs> that's the diagnosis I want. That's a 1920s that's a, that's a, diagnosis. That's a sick diagnosis. Yeah, right? Oh, he's out of his goddamn mind, but he's cool. But he's fine. Like, Just put him on the, keep him on the tennis court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy him a hamster. Let him go crazy. In a bid to allay fears of a stock market crash, the New York Stock Exchange reopened the day after the explosion under the guise of business as usual. No running. When the workers are... Exactly. Darius, you're learning. <laughs> I am a, I'm a bit of a stock exchanger myself. You're a finance bro? Yeah, I'm a finance bro. Yo, buy some... Duh, dude, uh, GameStop. Stock. Hey, bros, invest in Vanguard, baby. Um, When the workers arrived on Wall Street, the evidence of the previous day's carnage was draped with cloth and the somber mood was draped in patriotism. In spite of the attack, the Constitution Day celebration commenced as planned alongside the unscathed statue of George Washington. What had originally been intended as a small gathering grew into one of the largest crowds in Wall Street's history. The assembled citizens sang the Star-Spangled Banner and America the Beautiful, followed by a rousing speech from World War I hero uh, Brigadier General William J. Nicholson. That's cool. Yeah. Wall Street soon became a symbol of patriotism in the eye of the country, and stock trading came to be viewed as an act of defiance against terrorism. And there was never another terrorist attack again. And Wall Street has been stable and great ever since. (laughs) Nothing bad has ever happened. Before the attack, a number of outspoken citizens had decried the unchecked growth of power underway on Wall Street, but many of those voices fell silent in light of the new public sentiment. 
Those critics who continued to voice their concerns were denounced as supporters of violence and terror, a trend which rapidly smothered all public debate on the matter. The well, New York well, well. The New York police vowed to apprehend the perpetrators of the terrible crime, yet no arrests were ever made. The NYPD and FBI officially gave up on the case in 1940, having never identified any satisfactory suspects. They also probably had other shit to worry about at that point. Yeah, that's true. No group or individual ever made a credible claim of responsibility. Some historians have suggested that the incident may have actually been a botched attempt to rob the gold-filled assay office nearby, yet no compelling evidence has been found which supports this notion. No plaque marks the site, of one of the deadliest terror attacks in U.S. history, only pockmarked facades stand as a memorial to the loss of life and liberty that struck America in 1920. The owners of J.P. Dude, I was going to say. Yeah, say, dude. Just get out there and say. I'm just saying my truth. Um, It must have been so easy to get away with uh, this kind of crime. Without- oh, back in the day? Yeah, oh, in the for 20s, sure. like, yeah, just roll up with all sorts of fucking dynamite and just walk away. I GG. Yeah, and it, it probably was even easier, like, later in, like, the 40s when, like, everyone was concerned about, like, the war. So, like, yeah, you right? just, like, well, can back, do anything. Okay, if there was, before, like, CCTVs and, like, DNA, how did you get caught? <laughs> I don't get it. You have to be real dumb. I don't get it. This is probably um, and like like rampant racism. If you're not like, if you're right. like a white dude of like Dutch descent, you could probably get away with anything. You could do it. You would literally do anything. <laughs> you would be the president. You're the president now. Go make laws. Anyway, the owners of J.P. Morgan have repeatedly stated that they will never repair the superficial scars. Replacing those great blocks would be inordinarily inordinately and unnecessarily expensive. One Morgan partner pointed out, and besides, it's right and proper that they should stay there. Classic, like, J.P. Morgan right executive being like, instead of, like, to remember it, he's like, it'd be unnecessarily expensive. <laughs> yeah, right, instead of being like, well, that was uh, really something that we want to mourn and recognize, but... The event... Also... The event go ahead. remained as New York's deadliest terror attack until September 11, 2001. And that's the story (laughs) of the Wall Street bombing, the mystery that was never solved. Well, I'm not surprised it was never solved, given the description of the crime. Are you surprised that it was blamed on immigrants? (laughs) Um, You know, Scones, funnily enough, and this is going to sound kind of crazy, I'm not surprised. (laughs) It's so wild. Crazy. Um, Crazy dudes. I didn't know this happened though, so it's it's cool to know that that it's a thing that has happened. Yeah, you don't really hear about it in like any history class I've ever taken. Yeah, right. I mean, I knew like anarchism was kind of hot at the time because aren't those like weren't anarchists the trigger for killing Franz Ferdinand and then? Yo, that story is wild in itself. But yeah, or was that like a Serbian nationalist? Maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, I don't know the specifics, but I know that like it failed the first time and they just happened upon them in a restaurant later that day. And I think an anarchist also shot Teddy Roosevelt as well. And then he like did his speech anyway. Oh yeah, that shit was sweet. <laughs> I was there. It was really good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top 10. 
Uh, pretty good. He kind of went on a little longer than I would have, but <laughs> that's fine. But hey, he's the president and whatnot, you know? But hey, you know, I'm not, I'm, who am I? Just a guy. Just who some can't guy. Just live forever. I'm just an infinite man. Infinite man. Um, infinite man coming to a theater near who? Ghost! Guys, that's the bombing of New York. 1921. That's the prequel to King Kong. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Snur, hope you learned something. Uh, And I bet there's a lot of conspiracies and like people out there who have like are drawn it together, have the cork boards made and are figuring this out. Oh, yeah. Who are like, I think it was a. But yeah, most of the evidence seems to be about the horse and not the person. So, yeah. Hey. Save save a horse. Horse is a horse, of course. Ride a cowboy. Um, thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of Monday Morning Macabre that we get out released on time. <laughs> I hope you en- always. I hope you guys enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend as much as we did, and I hope that this is exactly what you needed to round off your hump day. <laughs> Stars, stars. Oh, Scotty. Tell them about MondayMorningMacabre.com. Oh, Scotty, we got this website called MondayMorningMacabre.com. You can get all your favorite merch and get all the fucking contact info you need on there, baby. Also, check out Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram and MMMacabrePod on Twitter to keep up with us on the social medias. And if you follow us in the next 24 hours... There's a chance that you'll win a hot fudge sundae <gasps> mailed to you oh my God. directly. So get on that and tell some friends. If there's a way I can figure out how to do that, I will. It'll be melted <laughs> and gross, but I'll think yeah, I'll figure it out. I it's not about the preservation of the ice cream, it's about the message. <laughs> um so yeah, if you tag three hundred friends in our next post. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We will send you an ice cream sundae in the mail, and that is a promise. So, uh, shout-outs, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.